I have a $2 million business within two years. The floodgates opened. Samsung cameras, Sony cameras. We were selling JBL, we were selling Apple, we were selling Nintendo. I lost my Samsung supplier. I lost my Sony supplier. I needed to pivot. I need to pivot fast. I want to do this for real. I want a real business. I had the IR from repair business. At 16, by 18, I had generated $100,000. I started seeing a massive change in the industry. So the business was no longer sustainable. I needed to pivot. I needed to pivot fast. So I said, all right, I know how to repair iPhones. I watched YouTube enough. I figured out how to repair every phone. And then I shifted. I said, what if I started buying cameras? What if I started buying laptops? But I don't want to buy and I bite off ads on Craigslist anymore. I want to do this for real. I want a real business. So my father had a business buying refurbished headphones from Sennheiser for years. I said, can you give me your entire database of every company you bought something from in the past 10 years? I'm gonna start cold calling everybody. So I start cold calling a list of 300 vendors that they'd interact with over a decade. Go to the next, go to the next. Eventually I run across somebody. Back in the day, they were a small little company. Now they have a contract with Walmart and they're buying trucks upon trucks of return goods. Send out some of your lists. The floodgates opened. Samsung cameras, Sony cameras. I can get HP laptops. Let me start test buying. Let's put it on Amazon and eBay. See what happens. I have a $2 million business within two years. In two years, I scale that up. I had my camera supply. I had my laptops and computers. Tablets were coming in. I had headphones, Bluetooth speakers. Then what ended up occurring is, again, I had to pivot. I'm selling on Amazon and Amazon's increasing the level of quality that is required to sell there. And the guys I'm buying refurbished goods from, their quality isn't good enough. So I said, wait, I don't need to buy refurbished. I was repairing iPhones uh, in high school, in college. We're gonna repair it ourselves. And I'm gonna train an entire team of people to do this. I'm gonna buy direct from Walmart, from Amazon, from JCPenney's, from Target. How do I get in touch with these guys? I started cold calling again and denied. Try again, try again, Target, try again, JCPenney, try, keep doing this until I penetrate one of them. And I get a truck of Amazon returns. Then I get a truck of Walmart returns. Then I get a truck of Newegg.com returns. We start repairing it ourselves. I end up having a team of 15 people in the warehouse running through processes of clean repair, grade, time to resell. I create a whole system from it getting returned to it being sold online. And I've got a whole factory in the US, which you don't see, of people sitting there doing repairs with soldering irons and like gluing things together and like making products work again, making them look new again, because we need quality to be on par. A plus quality for Amazon. And it starts to scale. I flatlined a little over 2 million, and then I gotta find a new supply, I gotta get more products, and then I'm able to scale it up to a little over 3 million, and then I get it to close to 4 million. But what I've noticed is the supply shifts a lot. So Walmart will jump the contract. So Walmart wouldn't let me buy direct from them because I needed to spend too much money and I couldn't commit to a $10 million contract. But what would happen is the contract would jump to somebody else. So all of a sudden they would change the way they were reselling it. And then I have to go find the new contact. So I would have these supply changes and then my revenue would just dip all of a sudden because I lost my Samsung supplier. I lost my Sony supplier and then we started getting into kitchen appliances. So I found somebody who had the rights to do Igloo ice makers. They had contracted Igloo, the brand name, off of the coolers, and they were making portable ice makers. And they had all these defective units coming back, and they didn't know what to do with them. 
So I'm like, oh, all right, send me your broken ice makers. And I negotiated a price of $5 for defective ice maker. And they retail for $130 each, but they thought they were done. So I say, I'll buy a couple pallets, send me a couple pallets. Send a couple pallets. I take my top technician. We go into the warehouse together. We start ripping the things into pieces to find every component of the ice maker and then diagnosing, is it the coils that are bad? Is it need new Freon? Is it there a water pump that's required? And we figure out every piece and we find there's six reasons these ice makers don't work. We can fix four of them. Two of them are not fixable. So let's use the two we can't fix to fix the four we can't. All of a sudden, I'm buying ice makers by the truck. Portable ice makers coming in by the thousands at $5 each. Repairing, which cost us about $20 in parts and labor and reselling for $100. My entire 15,000 square, now at that point it was an 8,000 square foot warehouse, went from being electronics and all these different things to just ice makers. <laughs> Pallet racks filled with portable ice makers. And we are selling, we can't sell them fast enough. We repair them, they're gone, 100 bucks, because they retail for 130. And summer months, they go even crazier. Eventually, the supplier said, why is Chad buying thousands of broken ice for $5? Oh, he figured out how to fix them. They then spent the time to figure out how to fix them. Cut my supply again. I couldn't continue to have this happen to my business. It was a staff of 18 people at this point. Supply chain shifted. Every year I would have to redefine my supply chain. And I was really getting burned out on this business. So I said, guess what, guys, it's time to make our own brands. It's time to source our own products. It's time to become a manufacturer. And then we shifted into it. And we lost massive amounts of revenue for doing that because we were selling brand name. We were selling JBL. We were selling Apple. We were selling Nintendo. We had to shift to our own brands. We had to build a whole new audience. Four million down to two million, two million down to one million, one million down to 400,000. Laid off the entire staff. COVID hit. Opened a, opened a brick and mortar retail store, actually. Two months before COVID started <laughs> to sell all the returns and as well as our private label. So this business started to fall apart, but I had to figure out private label. So I said, I sat down and I said, okay, I'm gonna, what do I do? This business is falling apart. We basically hemorrhaged $700,000 in profits over the past two years. What if I had to remake this business today in a stress-free way, what would I do? And I go in a room and I whiteboard it. And I said, I can't think about my feelings towards my employees who've been with me for years. I can't think about all the time put into this. What if I started again tomorrow? I would go back to sitting down repairing iPhones myself, my garage, shipping orders myself. And I wrote a plan on a whiteboard and it was pretty much that. Let's go back to that model and try again. And I fired the entire staff in one swoop and had a meeting with all 18 people that I love you guys, but this isn't working and we can't continue. And I, I said, if it gets to the point where I can build this up again, I'll give you guys phone calls and I will make sure you guys are taken care of. I will set you guys up all with jobs if I can. And I tried to help everybody as much as I could, but this is over. So from that point, it's been three years. The e-commerce business, which I was about to just get rid of, I had a partner come in who has, it was doing wonders for it and it's scaling again with private label brands. So, I think it now has the potential to jump back to a million, jump back to two million, get back up to be even bigger this time. And then also I switched gears into 
The problem with my e-commerce business was I wasn't in a face-to-face -face sales position when I am the best at face-to-face -face sales. So it was a business that was not built around my unique ability. So you need to find your unique ability, then build your business around that. So now I'm in that situation. And because I'm in that situation, I have a business that I can become $10 million, $50 million, because I'm in what I was born to do. So you need to find what you were born to do and then build your work and career around it.